0: The very thought of you And I forget to do Those little ordinary things That everyone ought to do I'm living in a kind of daydream I'm happy as a queen And foolish though it may seem To me, that's everything Ugh, love Billy Holiday. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of In Your Head with Shannon Stanford. I am always the Shannon Stanford because it's my show and my name's on the title. So, like, it'd be weird if somebody else was doing the show for me, unless I, like, made it, like an announcement, like, hey, I'm gonna have a show, but I'm not gonna be there, but it's still gonna be my show, but someone else is gonna do it, but whatever. I know there's people out there that're thinking, "Oh my god, he's lost his fucking mind." And she's probably and it's it's a girl. I know I know it's a girl and she's probably like 7,000 miles away. One of my biggest fans over in England. You know who you are. Laughing, smiling like a fucking Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, fuck. Bro, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The show. Duh. It's the whole reason why I'm recording. So, um, this guest that we've got coming on today, his name is Brian, uh, and Brian is from New York, which everyone knows by now is is and was the epicenter of the coronavirus. So he's very very passionate about having to live in the pit of despair that is the coronavirus coronavirus. He uh, we talk talk a little bit about that. We talk a little bit about his life uh, being what life was is like for him to be gay. Uh, He's my first gay guest um, and uh, we talked about stuff that we haven't really talked about on here before so it's a it's a very eye-opening very in a in a phrase it's very New York like it's it's up front it's in your face it's very unapologetic that's what the show's always been kind of about so uh, I appreciate that he was very open to uh, say whatever the hell was on his mind I can appreciate all of that so uh figured I probably should give you a little bit of a warning. There's some major cussing. Which if you've ever listened to the show, it's not really anything new. So um I hope you weren't expecting a clean version of the show, cause that won't ever fucking happen. But anyway, so yeah, let's get inside Brian's head. So how are you man?
1: Uh, just, um, I actually have an interesting story as well. so now that I can relay my personal shit, I'm doing fine, the long round felt way, um, uh, spoke up, took my meds, ate some cinnamon rolls with Benny left on the fucking table, um, just sorting out my head, really, just starting stuff
0: out. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's pretty much anyone that wakes up in the morning and you gotta go through that whole, um checklist of what the fuck, you know, <laughs> take your medicine, if you have to take it, fucking try to generalize why you have to get up this early in the fucking morning, you know, that kind of stuff, yeah, on a Sunday.
1: <laughs> you know, my body just tells me, just like, well, get up, and it's like, I want to go back to bed, body says, no, fuck you, get up, and, you uh, yeah I've had... Actually, a lot of interesting things happened this year. Personally, you know. um, I live in the epicenter of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, because um, uh, you know this this time that we're living in is unprecedented, unprecedented. So, like, I mean, and I know that over in New York, and you were actually one of the first people that I thought of whenever this whole shit went down, and I kept seeing on the news. Of how bad it was in New York, or how bad it is in New York. So like, uh, I was kind of wondering how you were doing, but like, you know, I didn't think to ask because I was like, well, if he was, if he was affected. Then I feel like we would have known, <laughs> which is a horrible mindset. So, how's things going in New York for you?
1: Um, well, to be honest with you, it's hard mentally, because I work, I still am working, and they still have things open, believe it or not, folks, it's just, uh, certain things are open at certain hours, like Coney Island, or, um, you know, certain parts of Times Square that have been open for, like, 30, 40 plus years, or as we like to call those natives, uh, we call Times Square the city, and we avoid it at all costs, because there's a lot of uh, people who are not from New York. Believe it or not, folks, let me push open the fucking myth for you all. Not all of us from New York are from the city. And two, I mean, we all we all live in the boroughs that are 45 minutes. We have to pass through Manhattan, which kind of, if you don't know the train system, I ride the B and the Q line. Um, I ride the Q to where I work, which is a CVS distribution warehouse. Um. He asked me how life is going. Um, it's hard being thousands of miles away from your parents, and one of them has cancer, Ooh. and the other one, and the other, yeah, the other one, you know, she's in good health, kind of, but um, she has a hard time lifting things and walking up and down stairs and shit. But she's, you know, she's doing fine. My dad is doing fine against the fight against the, his prostate cancer and skin cancer, so. You guys asked me how I'm mentally doing, there's a reason why I don't share shit all over fucking Facebook because I'm not that type of person. I knew when it hit New York that we was gonna have problems because while the the homeless people that are around there's like the death tolls up to a grand total of let me see here. It's around 37, 38 grand right now. Oh wow. Because yeah, it's because no one I mean, no one takes care of our homelessness like okay, um like if I'm looking at the coronavirus numbers now obviously we're number one folks. We're three million three hundred twenty four thousand four hundred forty thousand or three million three hundred twenty four thousand four forty. Those are cases confirmed, alright? New York where I live, there's four hundred six thousand three hundred twenty eight. And then I was I was off by five thousand, forgive me, my hometown thirty two thousand three hundred forty three deaths and recoveries you know recoveries basically you know I don't know if that's there's nine hundred forty six thousand three seventy one that's not enough and life in New York I don't I mean honestly, it's hard to describe in one sentence in one word because you have people that are taking precautions. And then you have the entitled fucks who are walking around without masks. And uh, as I have a parent yesterday, friends and I went out to go to go eat. And then we were going to the store and in Target there's some people who don't you know, they're refusing to wear masks and now it's a, it's mandated that you wear 'em um, one lady basically threw shit and almost broke the glass. She threw like a bunch of like a heavy case of water bottles. And it was all over the floor. I had to clean it up. And pieceless like... I see a lot of shit. Um, one in particular. Like I've seen people jumping off their apartment buildings because of quarantine. I'm not... No joke. They took that video out or off of Facebook where a gentleman... Um, in Ocean Avenue in Brooklyn. And this is like we saw this from the train, there was like fire there's like fire trucks and ambulances all over the place and he proceeded to jump all over. Oh wow it was, Yeah, he was jumped all over the sidewalk and people were freaking out and this was like back in April, guys, and so like that's what I say I choose not to mentally come out with my thoughts on Facebook. Because if I do, I'm going to hurt some feelings. Or someone is just laughing. Like, you can hurt feelings if you try. Look, there's some close friends on my Facebook list who don't believe in the pandemic. There's some that don't believe in what went down with George Floyd and, you know, Breonna Taylor and all them. Because some people are what you call ignorant. Where I come from, if you're not informed, you're dumb as fuck. So I've seen some good things, I've seen some bad things, the bad is, they're not going to tell you on the news what's going on in New York, because, yeah, you know, the hospitals, it's gone down, it's not as bad, but the hospitals are still overflowing, like, if you have a, a broken toe or a broken arm, you still get in the hospital, but it's going to take you a minute to get through the ER, or if you get into a really bad accident, an ICU, it's going to you might as well proclaim yourself dead because there's so many fuckers sitting in the hospital right now. And I don't know, like, how, to, how do I put this? Um, I've, I've gone through the process of, you know, still seeing a therapist here in Brooklyn. I still have my therapist in Kansas City, but I, I occasionally will dabble some therapy because it gets to be too much uh, mentally. And I started writing a memoir called Cleaning Up because if people don't pay attention to what the news is saying, and I've, I've, I've told this to multiple friends, they're like, well, what do you think's going on? I said, we have a leader who does not care about his people, he cares more about this country as an economy. And when New York needed his help, he basically told us we could handle on our own, which is why our governor blasted him you know, for, you know, kids going back to school in New York, we're the epicenter of the pandemic. You don't open schools. I'm all for, you know, reopening some shit, but let me just speak on the real, if you will. Yeah, go ahead. If you, if you, if you reopen schools, now you're putting your kids at risk, okay? And like, honestly, folks, I'm at this boiling point with certain people who don't realize that if you're, the increase... In the country just went up you know to 60,000 Americans that have been confirmed with it they said oh no it's, it's no big deal it is a big deal when my mother's friend Celia back home her son they were going to eat dinner together she's about to retire from ICU by the way and she passed away in her sleep due to coronavirus they did an autopsy and everything her lungs were smashed to shit. And it was green, blue, everything. It was nasty. It's disgusting. And for the people who say this is the pandemic, this isn't real, you guys need to be less baby about it. You know, I'm not going to get infected. Um, I applaud you, but I also boo your ass because you don't know what it's like until you know someone that's been confirmed with it. Athletes are getting, you know, confirmed with it. Chapman from the Yankees got confirmed with coronavirus just a few days ago. And. To me, that's just like, not just him, but there are others, you know, that have been confirmed with this. This is just like one big giant mess and living in the epicenter of it. Um, how do I, how do I word this? How do I describe, how do I begin to tell other people that are just you know, like, oh, you know, we're taking our precautions. I, you know, again, I applaud you guys and I, I'm not trying to be super negative here when I just read you the numbers, I mean, 32,343, that's even not even a quarter of the borough, like the number of residents in a borough in New York. But that's still a lot of people. That's, a, that's the deaths. Confirmed, 406,328. Now you're hitting home because you divide that up by the five boroughs that are in New York. On average, that's like 30,000 people per borough that's getting infected. And some of those people don't even have residents. They're homeless. So I'm just saying, like, please on the real, understand. I'm not trying to be a cynic. Because I am that on my other podcast. Okay? I basically... I'm just trying to express to you, it's hella frustrating that I, you know, if I go home, I have to quarantine. I cannot go any places unless I have permission or whatever. If I was to fly back home from Magordia to... Uh, MCI, Kansas City. I will be quarantined like no other business because why? They ask where you. They know where I come from. Then it becomes mandated that I see a doctor regularly. And luckily, uh, I have not been infected with it. But you know that affects my personal life too because I can't see family members on birthdays. I can't see friends that I want to see. And you know, how does you know quarantine affect a gay dude? Well, uh, on the offhand chance that I hook up with a dude, I'm getting to the point where it's just like, I can talk, I can meet up with you, but I'm going to make sure that you are not sick and you are not, you know, infected or whatever. That's just, this is my fucking rule. And some guys are like, well, I, you know, bother, I'm horny, this is quarantine, whatever. Um, uh, well, there's some people that take exception to the rule, and just fuck for whatever reason, I don't care, it's their business. Me, on the other hand, I I am intrigued, but I'm not, I mean, I always make sure, I'm not going to be dishonest here and say that I haven't hooked up, you know, and had sex during quarantine, but you must know, folks, I'm an open fucking book. It goes from political bullshit to
0: sex. (laughs) I think that's just any conversation from any, with any guy, gay or straight. I mean, that's just, it's just who we are and we can have that. We can have those kind of conversations that, and to be honest, um, uh, I can see, a, it, it comes across and like, I know there's a lot of people that, uh, you, that you've talked about that have different differing opinions on what's going on in the world right now. Um, and it's what's what's the hard part for me about all this is that I know that the quarantine thing um does affect so many people that have mental illness um uh, or have mental health disorders uh and it's not helping them uh it's causing a lot of people to get worse like and like you said you know like it's caused a lot of a lot more suicides um a lot more um like- wor- worsening depressions and stuff like that um so when so we're going to backtrack a little bit. Um, when you were younger, like your childhood, what was that like? What was life like for you?
1: When I was younger, I really was not aware that I had bipolar, manic depression. And I didn't, my parents, you know, they, I was in Catholic school. So a lot of people say, well, they probably built character, make you stronger. Actually, folks. Um uh, yes and no because my class went from 28 people to so 23 in middle school to let's see here. there's less people in Catholic school in New York, believe it or not because the tuition is is fucking high. So when I went to st. John's, okay, my thing is, like, I was not there mentally. I was not. I would talk about something and not um, relate to what other people were talking about. So I would always be all over the place. And then I had a moment uh, at a YMCA, and I'm not ashamed to admit this. this is when I realized, folks, that I was gay. Uh, I saw a really good-looking blonde dude naked in the locker room. You know, nice everything, nice bare feet, nice whatever. Sorry, folks, if I'm being too explicit here. And I remember getting around. And I realized I was confused at first. I was like, am I supposed to be uh, turned on by seeing a naked dude? Is this normal? Should I go seek therapy? You know, I was freaked out. You know, I was like 13, 14 at the time. And life for me when I was younger, it was good and bad because no one knew I was gay. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: So when you decided to um come out, uh, what was like? Cause I like I've obviously like I have gay like I have gay friends. I actually, I didn't even know that you were gay for like until you just told me uh earlier today. So um, but yeah, like, I've had like I I've had gay friends and like never bothered me at all um but i never really actually asked them um what coming out was was like like what was that like for you like personally like mentally like emotionally what was all that like for you
1: it was like a roller coaster and the best way i can describe the coming out feeling is like it's like you're looking up Not necessarily looking down to see who was really in control, kind of stealing that from Mariah's opening from uh, Adventures of Mimi Tour. But it's true. I mean, you never know who's in control of the conversation and what, you know, you're feeling. It just felt, it was nervous. I thought everyone was going to be accepting of me. Um, When I moved to Kansas City, that's when I, like around 7th and 8th grade is when I came to Kansas City. And I came out in 8th grade at St. Gabriel's. And uh, I can tell you I was fearing for my life. I didn't know if they were going to accept me or not. And it was a very bad experience for me. And I just, I remember feeling like, um, after the experience I told some of my close friends you know, that I met when I came here, and they just, you know, at the time, being gay, was not really a thing, you know, where people would come outwardly and say, hey, I'm gay, or hey, I'm lesbian, or I am now, you know, transgender, or whatever. So the ultimate, like, the overall feeling was just, like, okay, I'm just, I had a bad traumatic experience um, the first time around coming out to people. So... It's just how in the words it's a fear. Uh, it was uncertainty. I was nervous because there are some people that I was attracted to um, in my class. And interesting story that ties in with this. Um, just recently, two years ago, a friend of ours in our eighth grade class named uh, Jason Schonger passed away. And uh, I came to visit, you know, before COVID, I came to visit his, you know, funeral. And it took, it took 17 years for someone to say, I'm sorry for the way we treated you. But for me, I always wanted, you know, I walked around wondering, like, with a chip on my shoulder, like, why am I so upset? Why am I fucking upset? I never knew why it's because I never felt closure or uh, any kind of forgiveness whatsoever towards people that had wronged me up until that point. And interesting story again, before the funeral, I went into this chat room and I was like, oh, fuck, here come my memories again of eighth grade. I really don't want to relive it. And uh, I remember them seeing my name and reading my messages. And looking at it, going, uh, shit, he's alive, we thought he was dead, kind of reaction. It's like, yes, fuckers, I'm still here. I remember how I was treated when I came out of the fucking closet. It wasn't all that grand. They're like, one of them even, you know, back in the day, said, oh, maybe it's just a phase, or maybe you you like women too, and I'm I'm thinking, no, I like guys, you know, I'm attracted to men, I... Oh hell, you know, this is live air, I masturbate to men, so it doesn't really bother me to be open with some people now because they're like, as long as you don't hit on us, we're cool. So yeah, my experience of coming out was a mixed bag. The girls accepted me because I don't know if that's who they pertain to being, who they naturally are, some of them. And I just, you know... I felt the need for me to come out and be like, maybe they might accept me. Well at thirteen years old let me just say it was not a it was not a fun ex it wasn't the experience I was hoping for. I thought everyone was just gonna get behind me and be accepting of who I was and it didn't come out that way.
0: No, I get that. Um Do you um now, okay, so I ca- I've always kind of wondered about, wondered, uh, wondered about this. As a as a gay man, or just as a man, um, do you whenever pe- whenever people look at you like, and we all and we fucking both know that people judge you uh, like tremendously. No matter like no matter what, uh, no matter what they say, they do. It's just just human nature. Um, do you prefer people just to judge you based off the contents of your character the things you do, things you say um, your actions or do you find that more people just judge you based on the fact that you're gay
1: I believe it was the first set of things you started listening of like content of character and then you know, like, they base me off of what I... If they base me off the fact that I'm gay, that's pretty funny, because most people who talk with me, you wouldn't know unless they told you.
0: I'm going to say yeah, because, like, I just, like, I literally told you that I had, like, the entire time that I've known you, and what's been, like, five about five or six years now, I've, uh... Yep. I, had, I had no idea.
1: I mean, <laughs> I, hate to bring, I hate to bring his name into this, but, uh... You know, Brandon Osborne, I told him, like, a long time ago, too, and I'm pretty sure, like, some people was like, oh, yeah, I knew you were gay. That's the one thing that bothers me sometimes, they're like, wait, you knew? Like, oh, yeah, I knew by your mannerisms and the way that you you perceive, you know, were acting in front of certain people. It's like, well, I'm really intrigued now. How did you know I was gay unless you, you could hear me talk? Or two, this is what also bothers me. They're like, well, we knew you were gay, you know, based off the music you listened to. It's like, I know a lot of straight dudes that listen to Mariah Carey. What the fuck are you talking about? You know? Or I know a lot of straight dudes that listen to Selena and various other things that are stereotyped into being the gay genre. So, like, I told Brandon before I told you about certain intimate, you know, personal, private shit that really, at this point, we're living in a world of pandemic so does it matter now that people have you know certain quirks or fetishes about them no it just depends on who you talk to right right you gotta you gotta be careful like i have to be careful who i talk to because many warn me so don't don't out really be your open self you know around certain one of my friends because he's very homophobic just you know fair fucking warning you this is when i worked at the diner and um this guy he goes, goes. Not that I wouldn't, but you know, maybe I thought about it a couple times, and it's just like annoying to me. It's like, so you're in the closet. He goes, he goes. Don't tell Vinny. Well, too late, fucker. It's on air now. Because <laughs> this dude, I'm not gonna name names to remain professional. Right. But when you start saying shit like, I thought about experimenting with a guy. And I never really, you know, went full on about it. And um, actually, you know, like I said, I had another interesting conversation with a dude who's from Kansas City about the, the whole gay thing. And he's like, I thought about experimenting with a dude. And then I realized it would be like the equivalent of eating dog shit. And I'm thinking, I hear a lot of interesting things from some heterosexual males that I've encountered and not, you know. say the least it's like wow i never knew this about this person and when you tell certain people it's funny to hear their reactions on the other end they're like well i always kind of knew this guy was kind of fruity or you know i'll give you an instant went to the bar one time and this guy was trying to hook up hardcore with my friend and i've known her for years she's been a bartender for 12 years and he tried hooking up with her and she said no i'm fucking married And that's code for leave me the fuck alone. She's got a ring on her finger. Right. But he starts hitting on me. No lie, I was attracted to him when I first walked in. And it's kind of funny. Like, so if you don't get one from one sex, you're going to go try to get it from the other. Like, I'm confused. That's the kind of shit that confuses me about being gay sometimes. It's like some guys are willing to experiment. And some guys are just like, I don't touch that, I'm sorry, it's not my it's not my cup of tea. You can it's flattering, you know, you can be who you wanna be. And then I bump into the guys that are, you know, like openly about conversation. Like I said, I had a conversation with Brandon and I'm not gonna delve too much into it, but I told him, I said, Hey, you know, if you ever come to New York, I can, you know, show you around. Somehow it's this is gonna sound funny. I willingly will tell certain dudes who I'm comfortable with, by the way, I'm gay. <laughs> it just pops into the fucking conversation, and I'm like, I laugh at myself sometimes. Like, did I really just do that?
0: <laughs> no, I mean, no, I get that, because I actually know uh, quite a few, um, like, um, women or and, and men that, like, whenever we're having conversations, just out of the fucking nowhere, just in the middle of the conversation, oh, by the way, I'm gay. And I'll be like, okay, that's cool. Uh, what does that have to do? pertain to the conversation and so one of those like random things like okay like well i like cheese i don't know what the fuck why are we talking about things you know
1: it's just like it popped into probably popped into brandon's head like uh he's like oh cool you know and then he didn't it's kind of like the thing that i told him about my parents you know it's like it it hurts me mentally because not only the Separation anxiety type thing. It's the what if thoughts that cross my mind. Like they won't be able to see my wedding if I ever get married to a good guy. They won't be able to see me succeeding if they if they pass away. And it's just like it's sad because some of the things you know going on right now can easily uh, easily be avoided or have been easily avoided. But I'm not like I said. I don't delve too much into politics. I really – because it's going to touch a lot of nerve if I do with some people on my list. And I just let them vent however they want to vent, whether they're Republican or Democrat or liberal or whatever. I see a whole bunch of – and I'm just going to state this for the record. I see you guys. I just – some of you, I don't give a fuck because I read what you have – I mean I read the news on the Daily man, That's something I do not as a hobby but just to be aware and not ignorant so when you I went from discussing sexuality to back to uh, what's going on with Juan <laughs> so uh, I'm just gonna just point this out I appreciate the news I mean I could easily read that on CNBC CNN ABC BBC.com. I read it during the train because we actually have Wi-Fi now in the trains so did it's you get true. It's intriguing to see people saying, this is what's going on in New York. And I'm like, you really want the news report in New York? Most of you fucks couldn't even handle it. There may be some of a few of you that could, but uh, there are more ambulances coming through my neighborhood on a really regular daily basis, not just for heat stroke, but for COVID. So the amount of paranoia that I have right now is like... From the bottom of my feet to like the top of my head and goes above beyond that. And so I really want to point out something to you all. For those of you insulting uh the city of New York, you can go fuck yourself. Um, because this is where I grew up. This is where I was resi- you know, this is now where I chose to reside. And I think there's a lot of things that could be done differently, yes. Uh, regarding the pandemic. And um, I, that's why I choose memes to share, I choose videos to share, people to tag stuff in because it's just my nature. I don't wanna focus on the bullshit. I already deal with that every day. And in my mind, I have a job to do and money to make. And I'm well aware of my surroundings, I'm not fucking ignorant. But when people insult and say, I never had a desire to go to New York, well, same goes for your towns too. We never had desires to go to your Podunk town anyways either, and it's just, it, it irritates me to hear, well, New York's of people, they don't clean up. Okay, do you try cleaning up after 19 million people?
0: Really? There's, ni- there's 19 million people in New York?
1: Yeah, our borough's not a stretch from 12 million to 19 because there's so many new people being born you know there's a lot of people coming in from different states and now that are stuck there for business purpose new york's also a trade hub where people can trade stuff for businesses but at the same time we're also a city full of people who are trying to find answers or seek answers is there a cure you know is there a way for us to you know slow covid down and it's um like I said it's overwhelming sometimes that's why if you want answers folks as to why I am the way, the way I, that I am on Instagram or on Facebook or on my Twitter I have other things to focus on
0: okay so like, let's let's actually delve into that um so in order for you to say okay so you you've you've stated you're bipolar you're, you're manic bipolar right and you have been since uh, you told me like 18. All right, you're 33 now. So what does what does Brian have to do to get through the day? What what do you have to do to make sure that you are like you, well, for lack of a better term. And it's I know it's kind of a trigger thing for a lot of people, but what what do you have to do bef- that gets you through the day that that way it doesn't like send you running for the razors?
1: the day, and it gets me less agitated, is, you know, to look at pictures on my phone, to, to plan out a podcast, to just walk along the beach by myself, just, you know, kick back and listen to tunes, if I'm being open here, looking at pictures of male feet, I mean, uh, to be honest with you folks, it stimulates my brain, and I know they're like, Bee, that's disgusting, why would you look at that, and it's like, well, if I don't, I can do it without pictures, too, but you can lean to the imagination, what I'm going to tell you all next. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And people are like, well, well, that's inappropriate. I'm like, really, asshole? So, you know, I had a neighbor that said, I can see you from the window, and I was like, how can you see me from the window when the blinds are fucking closed, you perv? And, <laughs> and uh, he goes, well, you still see shapes, and you know... I was like, dude, that's fucking perverse. Why are you staring at people's windows when you're, like, two houses down? This was a shouting match, like, two days ago. But anyways, to stay sane, answer your question, like, I do look at pictures of male feet. I don't know what it is. Well, actually, I do know what it is. That's, I, I love when people say I don't know what it is, What they do. Yeah, and, and I'm so gonna say, describe, like, Yeah. Like, it, so basically, my description for you is, like, okay, I also draw, I color in my Steven Universe book. I, I watch stuff on Hulu, so basically keeping myself preoccupied is a godsend, and it's not necessarily a harm for me, it's, it's actually a help to do these things, whether it be random, you know, randomly writing in my, currently, uh, the memoir I'm writing is a bit of a struggle right now, because I'm having trouble focusing, but writing in that helps me, um. You know, getting stuff for my roommate when he needs stuff for his business because he runs a diner. Um, just paying, paying stuff down because you know, like three American or some Americans, I'm in debt. Right. So I have stuff to plan for them. It's like weird. I, I just feel like uh, it's a it's a benefit for me to be distracted in a long winded way. And so when someone says, what do you do to keep yourself from going crazy, it's like, well, we're all addicted to our phones.
0: That's true. So, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. I look at this piece of glass and plastic for a while, and I don't I don't really feel like it's a bad thing if I'm looking up something from BrainyQuote.com. Yeah.
0: And, I, I actually love that. I love that place. Uh, actually, like for with my show, like whenever I do my outros, I always uh, I try to do like a inspirational quote, and it's usually one of the first places that I go.
1: Like brainy quote I used for some of the stuff in my uh, my novel because like, oh, you're writing a novel. Yeah, right. And it's like I actually can show you word for word, for verbatim, because I was one of the reasons for that is because. If anybody who's ever been fired or laid off like I've been laid off twice now in my whole life um once from Sam's Club and the other time from uh, Savers, because no offense but when you're too stupid to shut down the fucking store and all of a sudden you know you open back up when the pandemic is going around nobody wants to buy clothes that have been sitting around people's closets or their dirty ass hampers or been worn on and stepped on and put in the attic or storage you don't know what's going on so anyways i wrote this memoir because that place had caused savers in general had caused so much mental trauma and not just that but when the pandemic became full on full circle i chose to turn it into something i write about like okay not just the whole George Floyd incident which brings a lot of fucking controversy when we discuss it so I just drop it whenever it comes to that topic I wrote about him and my take on it I wrote about Black Lives Matter because some people say that you're missing the concepts in certain aspects if you say all lives matter other people say Black Lives Matter because you know they go into full depth detail their own fucking bullshit I'm going to tell you some of my book people will agree with full on and some of them probably not but when I do intend on digitally releasing it and also making it a hardback if I have the fundage for it but uh, mainly dude like my coping mechanisms are to write down stuff look at you know different images that make me arouse my mind and you know using a uh, brainy quote helps because it's like when oh, you search in the engine, like for example, uh, heartache. And it'll show you, a list of whatever quote grabs me, that's my phone and put in my book. But, you know, when people ask me, uh, Shannon, like, uh, why the feet thing? That, that's the, and I told you this earlier, they are so intrigued by my foot fetish, so let me just shed some light on that, guys. Every last one of you bucks have a fetish or ink. So why am I not allowed
0: to have one? Oh no, uh, dude, I get it. I mean, some people, some people like feet. Uh, for the longest time, I was really into pregnant women. Uh, I mean, I make no lies about that. I have this weird obsession with um, little people. Um, so, like, yeah, I mean, we all have our things. I mean, uh, sometimes it's it's very hard for even, I guess, for some people to get, uh, themselves. Like, maybe they don't truly understand why they're, like, attracted to that thing. But sometimes, you know, it's just one of those, like, you know, deep down, you just don't want to talk about it. So...
1: That's just, like, I I just, I find it entertaining because, speaking of, like, weird kings and fetishes, like, there are some people in my community that aren't aware of it, too. They're like, I've only had it done once, I've, I've only had a guy twice, and they're just like, um... I'm like, I don't know what you guys want me to say, it's just, I've, I've always been one of those people that just, like, I need... Some reassurance that I'm not going crazy in this world and sometimes it feels like you know if I don't keep myself preoccupied then I start getting in my own thoughts and I start getting in my own head right. and some people like I even had a sit-down chat and I know they're like well you're not supposed to relay personal business like yo this is not slander because the savers I was having a mental breakdown like literally to the point where I would try and get sick before I came into work and that's bad um, you know, I worked there for ten months and it would always there would always be something. Like even if I fixed the situation, I would still get in trouble for it. And some of the stuff was self inflicted and doing things that, you know, required common sense and other things. It's like, Why are you writing me up for it? And what really irritated me was one situation happened and this is, you know, for the record, you'll If someone asked you if you so if you were straight, would you date me? I think I find that offensive because number one, I don't ever wanna change who I am. Right. And two, like that's some fucked up shit. It's an ego thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh you all right, so we got like twenty minutes left, um close to. Uh you, um, you, you had mentioned that you, you, you have a podcast yourself, and um, and it's it's about wrestling, right? Because that's the that's the thing that uh, uh, that's how we met was through wrestling. Yes. Um, uh, and we we talked about how you, uh, you were very intrigued about coming on the show, about to be able to talk about things that were not wrestling related. And so we're not actually going to talk about wrestling, but I, what I w- wanted to ask you was when you decided to do your your podcast, because, like, I want you to be able to promote your show on mine, um, what, why did you, like, because, like, like, everyone seems to have a podcast these days, whether it's larger or smaller, um, it, like, what drew, like, what made you want to start your podcast?
1: Uh-huh just gonna be like fluffy about wrestling and they're not gonna be real and a lot of people say i'm real with this podcast you know what the fuck ever i i speak my mind and what made me decide to do this podcast well uh, when you're part of the business and you've not been a part of the business for very long but you still have seen the other side of the curtain and you know a little bit not too much a little bit about it and then you start seeing things you observe things and it's like man it's it's a hell of a lot of different you know when I was like okay maybe I should start a podcast maybe I um, I'm trying to piece the words together in my head okay, oh, okay. so um The reason why I started doing the show, Russell Radio Network, is because I originally did. I was brought on by another guy, and at first, you know, he brought me on as a guest, and then he said, How would you feel about being a co host? So, he gave me an opportunity when I was feeling super depressed. I got into a huge argument with my aunt in Brooklyn, and it just felt like I had to close myself off because it was not a very good social. Uh, It wasn't a very good social setting when I lived with my aunt. Right. So, like, I had to find a way to alleviate myself, you know, and I was like, why not, you know, just take over this whole podcast? I eventually took it over because there were instances where the original host was not there on a professional level, and I kind of find that to be uh, annoying, if you will. If someone's there to do a job, they're there to do a job. So, it's just like, um, why, you know, why am I doing this? I kept saying to myself, I was like, then again, I was like, I started looking at my Facebook list of wrestling friends and I was just like, let me just try this out. If I just asked them nicely, Hey, do you want to be on my show? The biggest one was Danny Cage, uh, from Monster Factory and, uh, that guy is truly through and through a true, true wrestling trainer and not just trainer, but you know, I wouldn't say friend, but someone who gives great advice. I went to two of his super camps and you know, I networked even more and I got, let's see here, Brian Tillman Jr, Travis Wood Gordon, I got Big Bang Ronnie Nicole, I started getting names trickling down in there, and I started saying to well, so myself, maybe I can do this. And you know, I got Jake Logan uh, just recently, a couple months ago. And uh, so, the reason why, folks, that I wanted to do this podcast is because I have two. Actually, it's a sub podcast of another Wrestle Radio Network, and I've got Off the Rails Uncensored, which is basically a shoot show. And this shoot show talks about. Okay, I see what AEW is doing. I see what WWE is doing. I also can shoot outside of that realm, get out my comfort zone, go to New Japan, NWA, Ring of Honor. I like not only telling it like it is, because then being cynical serves no purpose. So what I do is I observe and go from my opinion and make it way different than you know other podcasts and other people say. Well, you should do YouTube too. I was like, I'm working on it. I'm working on my YouTube channel. I'm working on the new design for Wrestle Radio Network. Um, you know, which is going to be the new times at. Let's see here. It's going to be like eleven o'clock my time, ten central. And then the new time for Off the Rails and Censored folks is going to be. Around let's see here, ten o'clock. My time and nine o'clock your time, or whatever time you guys listen to the show. So yeah, I was gonna say because
0: like this show is it's kind of global. I've got followers, or I got uh, listeners in the UK. I've got listeners in Germany, Canada, Ireland. It's not just America, <laughs> bro. <laughs> but
1: uh, basically, it's just you know a way of therapy folks because not a lot's going great in this world so I think the best way to look at it is, is like okay if you're feeling really down on yourself you know there's a way to escape like professional wrestling you know or UFC or hockey or whatever it is you podcast about it's not to say that like I'm doing this you're just doing this on purpose because you just want to hear yourself talk no bitches let me explain this to you if I just wanted to hear myself talk I could record myself saying outlandish crazy shit and make money off of it because well
0: it's 2020 it's, it's kind of a thing now <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah it is it's like people will randomly make videos on YouTube with the professional settings they have and uh, I just want to point out it's like okay so you guys think that certain people just hear themselves talk. Well, no, wrestle Radio Network and Off the Rails Uncensored is an extension of who I am as a person. Like, you will get what you get. And there's some wrestlers like that, too, man. Like, you will get what you get. You will somewhat get people that live their gimmick. Like, for example, like Randy Savage or The Undertaker or guys that actually, well, Ric Flair, those are guys that actually live their gimmick. I go under the moniker Brian Rails, I'm not going to give you my last name on air, you can probably find my fucking self on Facebook, I will give it to you if you listen to it, but I'm just going to tell you, there's a lot of people that will sit procrastinate, and they... And how to put this, there's a lot of people that will procrastinate and not do shit, but then there's the people that will actually go through with what they say, and it shocks people. They're like, I didn't actually think you were going to do it. Well, I got news for you. I'm not one that procrastinates. I'm one that actually will actually follow through with what I say I'm going to do. Like, if the titles reads on the show, like, Keep Lee makes history, Matt Riddle talks about his allegations. I actually played a two-minute clip about Matt Riddle talking about the uh, sexual misconduct allegations against him. And let me just tell you right now, folks, yeah, there's a lot of shit that's going down that not a lot of people are fans of. But here's the fucking funny part. I don't sugarcoat shit on my show. People say, well, we're not going to talk about it. I'm the guy that talks about what people don't. And I'm the guy that within reason, will not go after a person that bothered me or upset me. I'm just going to say, why did you, why did they decide to do things this way? Why didn't they try this way? Because fans are going to wonder, like, okay, so, why did WWE, or why did Ring of Honor, or why did New Japan decide to go this direction with this character? And, Some may say, well, you went too far when you discussed about WWE and their personal and creative. It's like, look, somebody needs to point it out because I'm not an employee, and I know I never will be. Um, On the offhand, chance that they do pick my shit up, I feel sometimes they do, and I, you know, that's kind of, they're like, well, you know, everyone says that about their shows, like, no. Because when you hear off the rails, that's a common phrase even before my show. And I said, um, well, you know something? I said I don't take it personal anymore. I just laugh because it's guys like Michael Cole and Corey Graves, you know, saying stuff about it's recognition. I don't give a fuck if it's my show or not, or it's just a common phrase. I'm here to inform the audience of what's going on, not this is the show about me, you mm. know? Like, I just, that fucking shit annoys me too about uh, podcasts that will say, well, they, they hung up signs, you know, for me, and they did this about me. It, that Me, me, me shit, I'm not all about that. I'm more about the guy that will sit promote a podcast that will actually advertise, uh, that will advertise like wrestling schools like Monster Factory or you know I know there's other wrestling schools out there like Bubba Ray's and, and Devon's and Booker T's wrestling school but because of COVID I don't know if they're open or closed. I think most of them are closed, but I will still promote them. So not only is it promoting wrestling schools but also my show since I have relatives there, you know, and others that have gone through cancer, I promote Findthecure.com and I promote uh, Cure for Connor, findthecure.com and Susan G. Coleman. So it's not just about professional wrestling on Wrestle Radio Network or off the rails and censored. There's also some advertisements that get sprinkled in so that, that way it's not totally all about professional wrestling. So that's my, that's my spiel on the pro wrestling world great right, you know in the moment uh, through my podcast okay i i do it because it's a way of letting the audiences know hey you know there's another version of wrestling that you all do not see or hear and not just from a worker's perspective because that shit i'm sorry the audience is not going to relate to me if i just try to say oh did you see the Incorrect bump he took on the outside of the apron. He should have bumped flat instead of, you know, right? I'm yeah. So like that shit.
0: Right. Mm. It always gets to me too.
1: Because <laughs> it's like you guys gotta understand. You were once fans too, right? So why, so why are you looking at things from straight up from a worker's perspective? And I've blasted people for this because fans will sit there and try. You something, do, Okay. The WrestleMania Raw or SmackDown Live after. WrestleMania thirty four. I'm sitting in the audience at Barclays, just finding my business, She's trying to relax, watch a wrestling show, have a good time, enjoy whatever. When there was an altercation at the um,
0: so got a little bit of uh, time. Uh, and I always like to end my uh, interviews with, especially with this, a mental health interview. Um, what does Brian appreciate the most about? Life and the world right now?
1: What do I appreciate about the world? Like, so,
0: you got like I, six minutes. So,
1: okay, so I can, I can do it six minutes. Okay. Um, I appreciate tolerance um, their acceptance of who I am and what I'm about. Um, I appreciate the ability to. Be able to express myself without having to feel repressed uh, so in other words like what I discussed with you earlier about right. um, being gay um, you know what I'm going through in New York you know with my family and stuff my mental state of mind without you know being judged I appreciate people who don't judge in the long sense of the work you know um, it's time I get to spend. I appreciate uh, the time you can spend on the beach or to walk on the boardwalk and just listen to my tunes. You just go on the subway and see other people's um, expressions, whether they're happy, whether they're sad. There's still people trying to fight. So I appreciate the people trying to push through and give it their best effort. Because, no, no, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You hear that annoying ass saying, you're not guaranteed tomorrow. You know what? Live for today. That's my response to people who say you're not guaranteed tomorrow. I'm well aware of that. I appreciate people who don't shove things in my face. Um, I'm just going to throw this example out here. Jehovah's Witnesses. I know some of you that are decent folks, and I know some of you that are going to shove the Bible in my face. All I can tell you is please don't shove your religious beliefs in front of my face. I appreciate people that understand that concept and leave me alone. Um, I appreciate... People who have stood stuck with me for the you know for the long haul, like you yeah, Kurt and you and Brandon and all of the dudes that have basically stood by me and basically smiled at my jokes or you know teased me and made me feel like a human being, like a little brother or a brother in general. I thank you for that. I appreciate that. Um. The ability to uh, feel like uh, I appreciate the, uh, like the non judgment factor about my foot footage. Because some guys, you know, they allow me to reflect and, you know, like, hey, what is it about, you know, what is it about my defense you like, or what is it about You know, elaborate more. I like talking, about it, but then. Like uh, I I appreciate them being non-judgmental about it. <laughs> um, I also appreciate the fact that my parents are still alive and I keep in contact with them. It makes me feel good because stressing about shit in general is not worth it. So I appreciate the ability of my own to be preoccupied with stuff that can keep me preoccupied, whether it be doing a podcast, that, I get up in the morning before. Oh, it's really, really early. <laughs> it's still worth it. Um, I appreciate the ability to finally pay off my debt. So well, I'm very appreciative. Folks. I couldn't already tell.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, that that, that is. Uh, so before um, before we get off here, uh, actually, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, and uh, for I I've told everyone whenever they come on my show, uh, I want I want real I want honest and you 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 gave honest and real and you said what said how you felt and how you and the things that you dealt with um like and I'm sure that there's so much more that we can talk about so I would very much appreciate it if you come come on again sometime whenever we can work that out but uh thanks for coming on the show I appreciate you very very much um as as a man, as a brother, I uh, I hope that you uh, you stay healthy. Your family gets healthier, and everything's good with them. Um, so, uh, Brian, again, thanks, man. I, uh, I appreciate co- you coming on. Thanks,
1: thanks, man.
0: All right. So we are gonna uh, be, uh, actually before I uh, before I forget, um, why don't you throw out your um, you got. About a minute, throw out your uh, your Twitter and your um, Instagram and stuff like
1: that. Okay, so my Twitter folks basically reach me through that handle at underscore Brian Rails or Sleepy Train. So if you want to look me up. I have a very odd performance in shirt and a XT hat on, okay, and a SmackDown Live cover. On Instagram, it's Wrestle underscore radio, or you train 05000, and for Facebook, actually for Wrestle Radio, it's Wrestle underscore radio, Facebook, it's Wrestle underscore radio forward slash Facebook dot com. Actually, rephrase that, wrestleradio forward slash facebook.com so that's where you can reach me on the social media handles alright so that's all I have
0: for you alright, thanks buddy hey, before I leave I need to talk to you guys about Out of the Darkness Walks experience on September 12th here in Cameron, Missouri, at the Cameron High School track, uh, between 11 and 1. They are hosting a walk around the track to uh, unite against uh, suicide, uh, to raise awareness, to educate communities, support those who have lost loved ones, and support those who have lived the experience. we all have voices, we need to share the stories and provide much needed hope to so many people that are in the dark. Um, we have to be the light uh, in, in people's dark world sometimes, and I encourage all of you guys to be that light. Um, so yeah, uh, Crystal Youngs and Jenny Brownlee are the ones that are putting it on. Uh, I will put the link in the description. of this episode, and I encourage you guys to, um, if you are in the area, to register. Registration is free, it's open to the public, donations are uh, welcome until, like, the 31st of December, so this is this is your time, guys, everyone um, that can come out on September 12th, Please do support this cause, support these people. Uh, They are an amazing group of ladies and everyone that is uh, already pre-registered. Most of them I know, but they're all amazing people. And I hope that uh, I see you guys out there because I know I will be out there myself. So, uh, yeah, that is September 12th, 11 to 1 at the Cameron High School track. Guys, I really think uh, you guys should definitely support this. Rather, you can rather donating or coming out and walking for a loved one or uh, just walking out of support. Uh, this is our time to shine, guys. before I close this uh, episode out with the uh, with the outro I want to do a quick PSA for a couple things um, so lately the big thing and it should should have always been a thing, a big thing is uh, we're fighting back against child sex trafficking uh, children's lives matter uh, what has gone on throughout the throughout time to these children is fucking horrible it's disgusting and it and it stops now we are as a whole as a society we should be done with all this this should not be a fucking thing so i'm gonna throw out some uh some numbers if you know something if you know somebody whatever it is i'm gonna throw some numbers out and let's get this taken care of So, here in the United States, the National Human Trafficking Hotline is 1-888-373-7888. They're open 24 hours, 7 days a week, English, Spanish, and 200 more languages. Their website is humantraffickinghotline.org. Their SMS text, help to 233. 733 so sex trafficking this stops now save our children they deserve better they absolutely deserve better and another thing uh, with the passing of my friend Daisy Coleman last week talked about how she committed suicide uh, I want to throw out another, another number uh, here in the States It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline 24 hours, English, Spanish, the number is 1-800-273-8255, that's 1-800-273-8255, please, your life matters, I know things are difficult, I know things are tough, but I guarantee you they matter to me, they matter to so many other people, so please do not quit do not give up fighting. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I guarantee you that you do not need to give up right now or ever. Reach out. Call this number. Call call a friend, call a stranger, I don't care. There are groups online that will that can help you. There's there's so many people that can help you. So just yeah. You matter. Just your life matters, children's lives matter it's time that we take a stand not just for mental health but for our children, this is our future that we're talking about well you've just listened to Brian and I honestly learned a lot from him uh, a lot about him I mean, you know, somebody for like five, six years, Uh, literally in the podcast, I uh, I told him that right before, whenever we were having a conversation, I just found out he was gay. I had no idea. I should probably pay more attention. Or that says something to the fact that I pay more attention to the person as a whole and not what, who or what they uh, are attracted to. I think that's a life lesson that we should all learn. Uh it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, trans, or if you're one of those weirdos that are attracted to trees. Whatever. Whatever floats your boat. That's all that I'm all I'm saying. Uh so thanks, Brian, very much. Uh you're a very passionate man, a very uh upfront and uh, just, uh honestly you're a great dude and uh, I hope everything works out for you uh, and I hope you come back on the show uh, It was a lot of fun to have you on the show um, you can always tell whenever someone has a little bit of a, a degree or a past in in radio or I guess in wrestling we tend to talk and Brian did a lot of talking and uh and it was uh if you listen to it I'm sure that it was um informative. So, yeah, um, I just want to, uh, thank him again, and again, and again, uh, it was very nice that he, uh, decided to come on the show, um, and just be raw, and open, and be himself, and that's all that I want people on the show to do, is be themselves, tell their story, because everyone deserves their story to be told. Um, So, uh, before we round up, uh, so I wanted to tell, um, a story about uh, something that happened to me, um, well, by the time this this is recording, it'll be like a, been like a month, but, um, I want to tell the story about how I ran into somebody that listens to my show, and they had stopped me, and they, uh, they started, uh, to tell me how much they appreciated what I was doing and whenever I asked them like what what are you talking about what what am I doing like I don't know what are you what you're talking about because I sometimes forget that I that I do this and that some of the things that I do or say can have an impact on others Uh, because I it's nice to have this platform and it's nice to be able to like affect people but I often forget that sometimes I can uh, change people's lives or minds or whatever uh, just with some of the things that I say, and because I, I do some of these so far out that I often forget what I say. But apparently one of the um, interviews that I did, and like I, I had an outro, uh she had listened to and she had told me just how much it touched her and like she started crying and it was honestly a very humbling experience because like i don't normally do well with crying women or crying people in general always makes me like super uncomfortable i don't know if it's just uh Um, something about me, or if it's just the male part of me, but, like, whatever it is, it's one of those things. And, like, it got, and I I don't know, maybe it's just the fact that I've gotten better in touch with myself through therapy, which I still say, you guys, check out, if you need therapy, you go and do it. It is, like, it saved uh, me from having multiple breakdowns, because I now have somebody that I can talk to uh, that might actually have an idea of what ways that can help me. So you should all, if you can, you should do it. Um, or at least find somebody to talk to. Or a platform. Like, write it out. Whatever. But anyway, I digress. Uh, but yeah, so... It was It was very sweet of her to tell me that... It was very sweet of her to tell me that... Um, the show has kind of changed how she views things, and um, certain things that she did, she's learning not to do. So, major props to her, and I'm not gonna name names and like, uh, I don't want to embarrass her. Um, but you know who you are, and because you you tell me you listen every week, I want you to know that I I believe in you, and I know that you can and will uh, change your stars I mean because everybody can. Uh, I also want to take some time to thank a few people for stepping up and believing in me um, when for the most part I started to kind of lose a little bit of focus and a little bit of a a little bit of myself um, into the world uh, my best friend Brandon uh, he lately I, I, I kind of went through a little bit of a um, a thing a couple weeks ago and I just with talking to him and trying to get like an expert uh, in my life he's like he's an expert he sometimes knows me better than I know me but um, he had told me that um, he, he basically was applauding me for what I'm doing and, uh, and he told me that in some time, in some way, that, that he was going to, if, if, if he didn't repay me for the things that I'm doing for the world and, and the universe, then the universe itself was going to do it. And in a sense, I feel like it has. Um, I've been so very blessed with the people that have come into my life. Uh, I've mentioned my British family. Uh, I've mentioned um, the amazing support groups that I'm in and the uh, the people there and how uh, how they've affected my life. Um, friends, countless friends and uh, family that have been supportive, that have bought the T-shirts, um, shared the post, agreed to come on the show, um, all of that. So. want to send ev- like I can't- I can't spend all that time thanking everyone or else this show would be like five to six hours long and I would sound like this. Or like this. If you could even hear that by the end of it. So, um, yeah, so I guess we- I really- god, I really need to come up with the- with whatever the fuck I, I call this can't remember if it's i'm not gonna like moment of zen the zen moment of the of the week or like quote of the week i don't know you need i'm asking you the listeners this is like a month out of out of it so like hopefully by then i'll figure it out but like if i haven't figured out what to call this ending part um i'm putting it all on you send me send me messages you know like let's find a way to name this moment because i have lost every bit of train of thought on what the fuck I called this. So we're gonna end with a couple couple quotes. Because of the of the guest and him being a gay man, we are going to end it with a couple of my absolute favorites. Uh, one is totally just off the wall and definitely geekified And the other is, like, very serious. Um, First one is, if Harry Potter taught us anything, it's that no one should live in a closet. So, if you are a... man and or woman that is in a closet, now's the time. I feel like, uh, just like I I was telling Brian after the interview, um... Now's the time. We're, it's 2020. If this year has taught us anything, it's not to hide shit. Now, for the ending one. The last, the serious one. People may hate you for being different and not living by society's standards, but deep down, they wish they had the courage to do the same. It's true. So, as I leave you, I just want to tell you all, I love you. I appreciate all of you for this journey, for listening to the show, for all, for everything that you do and everything that you are. I appreciate all of you. So we are about ready to end this episode, so thanks again for listening. Um, subscribe to the show, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Apple podcast wherever you're finding this you can subscribe if you want leave a review um, if you want if you haven't been on the show or if you've been on the show and you want to come back on the show then just hit me up and I uh, will set that up so the show is for everyone because everyone's story has has to be told that should be told it it's sh- it has to be told so I guess we're gonna we're gonna end it there so you guys have a good week and I will t- you will you all most of you all see or some of you all see and uh, next week you'll be hearing my voice Will is it my voice or do I pay a sound look-alike sound alike do I pay an imperson? that'd be like a weird impersonator like sound like me You know, a friend of mine told me that she had, she was recommending my podcast to her friends, and her friends said that I had a nice voice, so to those friends, thank you. Alright, now, fuck it, I'm out. Love, peace, and chicken
1: grease. You guys have a great day.